Galnet News Digest, 25th of February 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the Anti-Anti-Thargoid Initiative. Cock and balls at Cortez. Interview. A voice silenced. Colin Ford's buttocks. The Anti-Anti-Thargoid Initiative. The Anti-Thargoid League is making a bid to take the Marope system from the League Against Cruel Thargoids, according to reports coming from the system. Having recently taken over the Reed's Rest Orbis starport, which was allegedly part of an agreement between the two leagues, the Anti-Thargoid League has pressed on, working to gain influence from both the Atlas Research Group and, more controversially, from the League Against Cruel Thargoids, bringing the system to a state of political instability. It appears that their ultimate aim is to seize control of the city of Alcazar's hope and with it control of the entire system. The only people the League Against Cruel Thargoids hate more than the Thargoids are the Anti-Thargoid League, whom they describe as splitters. Tharg the Mighty is believed to be quietly funding the war efforts of both the Anti-Thargoid League and the League Against Cruel Thargoids on the basis that your enemy's enemy is your friend, which makes him bosom buddies with both organisations. Cock and Balls at Cortez The criminal underworlds of the Buckyball Racing Club and the Elite Racers have conspired together to cause havoc at Cortez Base in Ross 1047. The Buckyballers have an out-and-back drag race time trial along the ridge the base is built on, creating vaguely sausage-shaped tyre tracks. The Elite Racers have created a companion round-in-circles time trial at the base of the Buckyballers course. Children at the base have been banned from venturing outside for fear of what graffiti they might see. In related news, as a correction to last week's story about the Okinura Challenge, Commander Yagashura writes in to point out that the Viper Mark III that Commander Sanderling used to complete the Okinura Challenge was not, as we reported last week, an eagle, but was in fact a Viper Mark III. Galnet Digest would like to point out that any relationship between a Galnet Digest story and reality is purely coincidental. Interview. A voice silenced. This week we are delighted to have with us Amy Ivona. You may not have heard of her, but you'll know her voice. For the past two years, Amy has been the voice of Galnet in your cockpit, bringing Galnet to life in a way that no one else could. Welcome to the studio, Amy. It's good to be here. You first read the Galnet news at the very end of 3303. What was the reception like? It was an instant success. I received lots of fan mail. So many people wrote to say they had never bothered to read Galnet until I started reading it. It made me feel as though I was doing something really worthwhile. Were you kept busy? Yes, people imagined it was pre-recorded, but in fact I read the stories live. 
whenever anyone wanted, I was busy continuously, using telepresence to jump into a commander's ship, read the news for them, and then hop back out again. It was long shifts and a lot of work. Let's be real, I did it literally on my own for two years, and that was with the editor sticking his nose in all the time. I got into a lot of arguments with him about reporting on commander-led stuff. I had to say it's literally reporting on what commanders are doing. But now you find yourself out of work. How did that happen? I came into work one morning, only to be told that I wasn't needed anymore. I asked what had happened, apparently. The writers are too busy writing instruction manuals for the fleet carriers to write any news. I can't believe they killed Galnet. Amy Ivona, thank you. Colin Ford's buttocks. Commander Phoenix Defar was delighted to hear that his repeated invocation of the name Stephen had borne dividends, and that he'd won a brand new Noble Chair pilot seat in the Pilots' Federation charity raffle at the weekend. That was, until he read the small print, and discovered that it was in fact not a chair at all, but a sleek, stylish, but very, very small computer mouse. The stalwart commander will not be defeated by reality and has decided that despite its diminutive size, rounded shape and clickable buttons, this is in fact the pilot seat he's always longed for. When it arrives, he has vowed that he will sit on his new chair, with his knees slightly higher than his ears and his arms stretched vertically to reach the ship's controls. Commander Phoenix Defire always gets the last laugh. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Yes, I do know how to find Raxla.